I hold my relationships is probably the most valuable, important, fulfilling, satiating asset that I have. And so when I need a speaker for a GoBundance event or when I call Virgin United, it's not done in a vacuum. It's done with a history of real, meaningful, sincere sense of care and fellowship and relationship. And at the end of the day, you do things for your friends and your friends do things for you. And it's its own currency. It's its own marketplace. It's its own exchange that has nothing to do with the dollar and cents, but is unbelievably value in creating meaningful life experiences and friendships. Welcome to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. Imagine being able to earn passive income, build long-term wealth, while gaining total freedom from your business or job. That's what lifestyle investing is all about. I'm your host, Justin Donald, and in less than two years, my investments drove enough passive income for both my wife and me to quit our jobs. And now, I want to show you how to do the same. I want to teach you how to create wealth without creating a job. You'll learn the exact same investment strategies I use to multiply my net worth to over eight figures all before the age of 40. If you want to learn all about low-risk cash flow investing, achieve financial freedom, and live the life you truly desire, this podcast is going to show you exactly how to do it. We're often so focused on maximum achievement that we forget true success lies in serving others and providing value to them. As you'll hear from today's guest, Chris Ryan, investing in relationships is one of the best things you can do for your personal and professional life. Chris has over a 25-year career dedicated to guiding individuals and organizations to maximize their potential and exceed the expectations they have set for themselves. He's the CEO of GoBundance, a collective of over 800 healthy, wealthy, and generous men who seek to live life to its fullest. He's also a founding partner at R360, leading groups of sophisticated investors, philanthropists, and intellectuals. In today's episode, we dig into the power of relationships for living a life of purpose and fulfillment, the key lessons he learned from some of the world's most successful people, like Sir Richard Branson, the importance of being grateful no matter what the circumstances, and much more. One more thing before we get to today's interview. Chris has a special gift for Lifestyle Investor podcast listeners. He's giving away a free copy of the book, Tribe of Millionaires, What If One Choice Could Change Everything? The book is a part personal development guide, part adventure tale, and teaches readers six timeless lessons about the power of those around us to transform our lives. To get access to this gift, visit justindonald.com forward slash 93. Thanks for listening. And without further delay, my conversation with Chris Ryan. What's up, Chris? It's so great to have you on the show. Hey, uh, you have no idea. First and foremost, uh, let me come from gratitude. Uh, I am so honored to not only be here, but you and I, my friend, have uh, spent so much time recently Together, I am. Uh, I'm grateful to know you. I'm grateful to be your friend, and I'm honored that you would have me on your podcast. Well, it's an honor to have you on the show. I, I just want more people to meet you and learn about you and see all the cool stuff you're doing. And so, you and I, we go back a while. And for those that don't know, you were my uh, original Tiger Twenty One chair. So, Tiger Twenty One is a, a really cool investment community. A lot of people that have had exits and uh, really don't know what to do with the cash that they have sitting around. And so you ran the Austin chapter for a long time. And that's that's how we first met. And we we developed a great friendship. And even moving on to bigger and better things that you're doing, you know, we've stayed close and we've done some epic journeys, adventures, trips. And I'm excited to even chat about some of them. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Same here. And it's been such a joy spending the better part of the last decade uh, getting to know you and the world's plural that you inhabit. 
So I'm uh, I'm excited to be here and I'm looking forward to this podcast tremendously. Well, thanks. And you know what? You are officially my first guest, Chris, uh, in my new studio that uh, is finally done. It took uh, we, our, our home was supposed to be completed uh, a year prior to when we actually moved in. Uh, so I have been floating around in podcast studios. I actually had one at a place that I was working downtown, just a co-working space that that we flipped from an office or like a conference room into a podcast studio. So uh, you're officially my first person, the very first uh, episode in my new office. I'm glad to have you. Uh, and it, it just is so fitting that you are kicking off this next session of the podcast. Outstanding. Glad to be here again. So fun. So I feel like we should share with the audience an incredible trip that we just went on not too long ago. It was a handful of months back. And uh, we had a chance because of some of the connections that you have to go to Necker Island and hang out with Richard Branson and have just this epic experience. And I really haven't talked about it very much in my podcast episodes. And so, you know, for some people that have, you know, that, that follow me on social media, they, they probably saw some of the pictures that I posted, but I haven't really discussed it to any of, you know, the, the podcast listeners. So what a perfect time to talk about what I think is one of the most impressive people on planet earth, who is just so generous, so giving of his time an absolute gentleman and uh, and you've got a great relationship with him. It's been a fantastic journey in terms of my friendship with Richard Branson. Uh, I met him originally in 2015. And with the exception of COVID in the year that the two tsunamis uh, rolled in, I've had the privilege of going out at least once a year to Necker Island. And what I have found in no small way is that that man is probably one of the most genuine, one of the most real, one of the most grounded, kindest, smartest individuals that uh, I'm lucky to call friend. We're both tennis players, as you know. And, and so uh, on the tennis court, he has some choice words for me when we're playing against one another. We're great when we play doubles as, uh, as partners together. And uh, it's been a great relationship. And thanks to that relationship, I'm able to host events like what we did earlier and, uh, and bring you and others into the experience and the world that is Necker Island and Sir Richard Branson. Yeah, you know, I had these lofty expectations of probably getting a little bit of time with him. Maybe he'd show up to a meal or two, but we hung out with him every day. And we got like, I mean, for me specifically, I got one-on-one -on -one time with him literally every day. It was incredible. We went on some walks. We uh, played tennis. We uh, talked investing and legacy. Uh, he made a just an epic video for my daughter who we figured out has dyslexia and he's a dyslexic. And he talked about how that was one of the greatest superpowers he's ever been blessed with and wants to turn it from, you know, a learning disability into the opportunity and the strength that it is for more people to know about it. And so, I mean, I was just so impressed with how present he was. Uh, I went kite surfing. Actually, I want to say I went kite surfing with him, but really what happened is he glided by me gracefully so effortlessly on, you know, his surfboard while I got dragged in the water uh, because it is not as easy as you think, especially as a first timer. So just such a fun experience. Yeah, he's a he's a wonderful human being. And uh, my experience has been that he does not uh, spend as much time with his guests as he has done in the past for the folks that I've been able to bring there. And it's a real pleasure because you get to know not the legend, but you really get to know the person and you get to know the, the father and the husband and the tennis player and the entrepreneur and the visionary and the philanthropist. And so you really get an immersive experience, not only with him, but with the, the island and also with all of the other guests that are there, because it's not good enough just to bring a bunch of folks to Necker Island. We curate the audience, we curate the programming, we curate the experiences. And the idea here is it's not just a boondoggle with Richard Branson. My goal with a lot of the trips and activities that I do is you have to have a network of new people to meet. You have to have some learning and some engagement and some action item. And then you have to have epic experiences. And when you put all of that together, it creates a magical, memorable, and hopefully a valuable experience 
where the value far ex- exceeds what actually went on on the trip or the vacation. And hopefully the friendships and the camaraderie and the connections that you've made. And, and because we've kept up, I, I know you've be it my brother or some of the other folks, I know you've kept up with them. I mean, that's where I think the real long-term value is for any of these experiences. And I get tremendous fulfillment and satisfaction out of creating opportunities like this. Yeah. And you did such a great job curating, you know, speakers, content, but also just an epic group of people. And it's a small group, but it's the right group. Like you leave feeling like, man, what an incredible human being I just got a chance to break bread with, or that I just had this cool conversation with. I mean, you know, marine biologists and, you know, head of treasury at Citadel. And I mean, the list goes on at some of the smartest people in, in healthcare and, you know, healthcare technology specifically. I mean, it was just unbelievable. And then you top that off with just hanging one-on-one hearing who Richard really is, uh, having the luxury that I had of sitting down and playing a few games of chess with him and uh, at his private residence, nonetheless, which is really neat. Yeah, I'm super glad you went on the trip. And, and uh, that's something that that you and I and the other folks that were there can share for the rest of our lives. So great bonding experience, great learning and, and experiential opportunity as well. No doubt. And, and by the way, I feel like I could do a whole episode just on that trip, like just how epic the island is, the food, uh, the people, the one-on-one conversations. I mean, it, it was just an amazing experience. The views, uh, everything, just going boating, island to island hopping. And uh, But what I would love to do is talk about another really cool experience that you put together. And you, and I'm going to connect the dots for a bunch of our listeners because you introduced me to Brittany Turner and Ariel, uh, or the Ariel, as she likes to call it, arielbvi.com. Uh, just an incredible, just oasis and uh, amazing place. So Brittany, for those of you that haven't had a chance, uh, one of the most downloaded, most talked about, most impressive podcast episodes I've done is the episode with Brittany Turner. So go back and check that one out. But uh, I met her because of you, Chris, and, and I'd love for you to talk about you know, that island and what it means to you and why you put this trip together, because it's something special. So uh, I'll, I'll back it up a notch. Brittany Faith Turner is an exceptional human being. And you think about the people that you meet in your life and those that make real impact on you. And I tend to think that they do a few things really well. Uh, First, in the case of Brittany Faith Turner, she's incredibly successful by all definitions of success. She's a monster um, real estate person out of Nashville. She's been uh, called the the, the queen of uh, Nashville real estate, little darling, all that stuff. That's great. But as you well know, there are a lot of people that are successful and success is kind of transitory. It's fleeting. You know, there's always someone who has more of this, that or the other. And so in our lives and in the lives of your listeners, you meet a lot of people who you can deem successful. That's great. What I find infinitely more interesting, engaging, uh, and at least to me, important are the people that really focus on creating significance in this life. And back in uh, 1996, I had the privilege of meeting a guy named Bob Buford. He wrote a book called Halftime. You know it because I've mentioned it before. Great. And book. it's all about man's transition from success to significance. Brittany found not only her purpose in life, but found what she wanted to do to be significant uh, at a relatively young age. And as you well know, the purpose of Aerial BBI, which is an island that she owns in the British Virgin Islands, is less about, again, creating a boondoggle and a vacation spot. It's more about setting itself up as a catalyst for change in the lives of the people that attend and go there. Not too dissimilar to what we were doing on Necker Island. And of course, as you know, we literally did these trips back to back. We were on Necker, better part of a week. We were on Aero BBI, I think three days, four days. And what's interesting is uh, I've been heavily involved with not only Aerial BVI as a uh, island and as an opportunity and a platform for uh, conferences and fellowship amongst like-minded folks and, and uh, driven to create change in the world, but I've also been involved with the Aerial Recovery Group 
which is her nonprofit uh, side of uh, of her aerial platform that right now is doing a lot of work in Ukraine, helping move orphaned children from war areas to safe areas, both in Ukraine and then also over the border into Poland. And I think uh, as of my last conversation uh, with her team, they have uh, moved, I think, 13 or 1400 uh, orphans uh, out of harm's way. And what I find really compelling about this 38-year-old, incredibly smart, dynamic, uh, engaged, beautiful, wonderful person, along with her husband, is that they're on a mission to change the world and to better the world, literally, at this point in time, one orphan at a time. And what I resonate with on a very core level is that manifestation of creating real change and significance in the world, because I think all of us have an opportunity to do it. A lot of us miss it. The Aerial BDI is a wonderful um, venue, but it's a purposeful venue in terms of creating change. And I get pretty excited, as you will know, when it comes to moving the needle in the lives of especially the uh, ultra high net wealth folks that I uh, engage with across my different communities. And I find that that is my purpose in terms of creating that change, creating that significance. And that's where I find fulfillment in my life. Yeah. And, and really what separates that from many of the other islands I've been to, I've been to a lot of the British Virgin Islands and U.S. Virgin Islands. That one's special, though, because there is this focus on overall wellness and health and rejuvenation. And obviously the scenery makes that easy, but the the food they serve, the incredible chefs, the, the drinks that they have, just the, the meals, the uh, community that is created around breaking bread and, and the conversation that is created, this focus on living your purpose and doing better than, than what you're doing and bringing other people along with you. It's just so cool. And it's such a, so it's refreshing and rejuvenating, but then top down, like holistically, it's just this great step in a direction of, of true legacy and true, you know, really like support and helping other people along the way. It's really special. Yeah. I'm really glad that uh, you went and I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you speak so highly of it. Yeah. So let's talk about what you're doing now, because you have, I mean, you kind of had the pick of the litter. You had one of the most successful, and when I say you were a Tiger 21 chair for my chapter, what I failed to mention is that you were the chair of three other chapters in Dallas. So you had four uh, different chapters that you were running, uh, which is the most in all of Tiger 21. Um, You had people coming after you to, to run different groups. You had another organization that you were already part of. Uh, that you, that you had created, but you decided to make the move to really run and become the the president of GoBundance, and I'd love to hear your why behind that. Obviously, I've had uh, several of the GoBundance uh, members and specifically founders between David Osborne and Mike McCarthy. I had them both on the podcast, uh, just incredible episodes. Han, Hans Box, who's a member, uh, he was on, I mean, I've probably interviewed, you know, seven to 10 different GoBundance members, uh, people that sure. either currently are or at one point were members. And I, I'd love to hear about this chapter of your life. You know, it's a, uh, it's a pretty, pretty straightforward story. So I started uh, working with Tiger 21 in January of 2013. Ran Dallas, ran uh, Austin, ran San Juan, Puerto Rico, helped with the launch of Hong Kong. Uh, and did all of that in the course of about uh, nine years. And then the pandemic hit. And I had achieved everything I wanted to do with Tiger 21 and realized that my next step was to look at other organizations in the mastermind space. And when I resigned from uh, Tiger 21, I sent out a letter uh, to about 400 folks that I had befriended and known over the course. You, you got it. And uh, uh, David Osborne reached out to me literally within about 75 minutes of receiving the email from me and said, don't do anything until I get a chance to talk to you about GoBundance. And like all the chapters in our life, I you know, kind of wanted to grieve the, the passing in the almost nine some odd years that I had been there. And so I waited a, a little bit of time, jumped into GoBundance, took on the role of CEO in July of 2020. 
and have been uh, rocking and rolling with an exceptional group of both men and women. I think Tamar was one of the women that was on your uh, lifestyle investor yes. as well. I remember that from the Dallas conference that you spoke at not that long ago with the GoBundance Women. And uh, I believe truly, as I mentioned earlier, my calling in life is to move the needle of significance in the lives of others. And one of the great gifts of GoBundance, as opposed to what I was doing with Tiger 21, is as you know, the average age of a Tiger 21 member is probably 55, 57 years old. The average age of a GoBundance member is probably early to mid 40s. And so that delta in terms of years actually, I think, provides for an opportunity for the GoBundance men and women to miss one or two landmines, unintentional accidents, side mistakes, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And so, you know, my thinking is that if we can help these younger millionaires, millionaires, these younger entrepreneurs, these younger husbands and fathers avoid some of the pitfalls and some of the regrets that I saw coming out of the Tiger 21 members, then I think we can do a lot to not only change the trajectory of their lives, the, the GoBundance men, the GoBundance women and their spouses, but also their children. Right. And it's it's great. If you were a GoBundance member and, and we did something that impacted your life, that's that's awesome. That's great. And we did that as as you well know when we were in Tiger 21. But how much more meaningful is it if we can do something that can positively affect you as a couple, you and your wife? Or even even mic drop moment, if we do something that positively affects the trajectory of your daughter. I mean, I know how how much of a father uh uh you are, I know how important your family is to you, as is to me. And it's uh, it, there's nothing like it. If you know, my have a 20 year old daughter named Bishop. If something occurs where it positively impacts Bishop's life in my world of Tiger 21 or GoBundance or R360 or any of the other groups that I've run or I'm running now, that becomes kind of the ultimate gift of what I hope and 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 believe that GoBundance can offer right now. Well, I, I love the way that you set that up and the way that you frame it. And I just want everyone who's watching this, everyone who's listening to know that, Chris, you are the networker of networkers. You're like the master connector. You know anyone and everyone, all the who's who, whoever's the best in whatever space it is, whether it be financial, whether it be health, whether it be relationships, like you know all the big names, the people that have the track record and you love bringing them in to teach as well. Uh, and so, you know, when I think about like your superpower, it to me is creating an epic community, facilitating great discussion and then intertwining and, and, and weaving in just high level expert of expert type of speakers uh, or professionals in whatever industry they are best in class at, uh, which is something I also work extremely hard at for the Lifestyle Investor Mastermind, because I think there are very few places out there that are like, you know, really getting the world's best at whatever topic it is. And you've done a great job of that. Kind words. Let me tell you one of the areas that I think you and I are actually very much alike. So we've known each other for seven, eight years, however long since you first joined uh, Tiger 21. And my experience of you is that you're incredibly relationally driven. And I know that I hold my relationships as probably the most valuable, important, fulfilling, satiating asset that I have. And what I discovered a long time ago, and I see this very much in you as well, is we invest in our relationships. And so when I need a speaker for a GoBundance event, or when I call Virgin Unite to show up at Necker Island and put a trip together. It's not done in a vacuum. It's done with a history of real, meaningful, sincere, without any form of agenda, sense of care and fellowship and relationship. There's probably some love in that as well. And at the end of the day, you do things for your friends and your friends do things for you. And it's its own currency. It's its own marketplace. It's its own exchange that has nothing to do with the dollar and cents, but is unbelievably value in creating meaningful life experiences and friendships. I mean, when you and I leave this world, brother, we're not taking a Buffalo nickel with us. <laughs> That's right. I hope that, you know, I'm a good friend to my friends. Uh, my friends for sure 
are great friends to me. And I find that those relationships, ever since I was a little boy, have probably done more to serve me in my life's journey. Success with businesses, success with relationships, success with families, success with my friends, more than anything else that I, um, as I look back at my life, my relationships are probably what I'm most proud of. My money says you'd say the same thing, buddy. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I think relationships are life, right? The quality of your relationships is in direct relationship to the quality of your life or in direct proportion. And so, yeah, I think that's, you know, top of the the food chain to me is pouring into the people that are most important that I have the the deepest roots with or finding the people that maybe I don't have that relationship with yet and creating it, being intentional to foster a relationship, especially in an area where maybe I need to learn more. I need to grow more. I need to find, you know, the master of whatever that that particular craft is. And so it's not just, you know, the relationships you have, but it's who are the relationships that you want to have? Like who, you know, are you just going through life on autopilot, letting life happen to you? Or are you intentionally carving out like, hey, here are the people that I want to see. Here are the trips I'm going to book with them or the calls or the time. I'm going to carve this out in my calendar and I'm going to let that take priority versus life just happening. Because we all have experienced what it's like when the calendar just uh, goes on its own. It goes on autopilot versus uh, intentionally crafting and creating the ideal life or the ideal calendar or pouring into the top 10 relationships that are most important or most meaningful at this moment of life right now. You know, it's interesting. There are two things that I have, uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned to you that I really admire about you. The first one is you are deliberate in everything that you do. There is, and it's not obsessive, it's not compulsive, but there is an intelligence behind every activity, every program, every trip uh, that you take. And I've noticed that and I, I really, I really respect that. And then probably even more important than that, you made a comment when we were on Necker Island in terms of how you have traded uh, money for time and that your focus is on building the greatest life that you can have, and your uh, focus on material wealth and financial gain is a distant, distant second to that. And in your constant prioritization of activities as a husband, as a father, as a friend, as as an adventurer, as a world traveler, you more than anybody else that I know have really done such an impressive job of carving out the life that you want to live and everything that you do is done in support of that. And that, that clarity of mind, that uh, clarity of direction is something that I really appreciate about you. I, um, I try to model it myself, probably uh, nowhere near as good a job as you do. And I find it inspirational for me, as I assume all of your members of the lifestyle investor community, all of your listeners, everyone who knows you probably gets that whether they necessarily acknowledge it or not. I just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a special offer that I created for the lifestyle investor community. When I look back at my investing journey, there's one specific investment in particular that was the spark to increasing my net worth and allowing me to leave my job to become a lifestyle investor. I'm talking about mobile home parks. Yes, mobile home parks. If you just cringed a little, that's exactly why these provide such a great opportunity because of the negative stigma and stereotype people might have. In reality, this is an incredible investment that you can get into with little or no money down. You can also quickly get a return on your capital. You can immediately cash flow on day one. You can hold it forever as a cash cow. You get accelerated depreciation to reduce or eliminate the taxes that you would owe. And often the seller will finance the deal so you don't need a bank. You can also buy them at the highest cap rate of all real estate, meaning it's the cheapest real estate to buy based on the income that it generates. And it's the lowest default rate of all real estate, meaning it's the safest asset class to own in real estate. 
I use this asset class to start my journey in real estate investing and grow my net worth to over eight figures all before I turned 40. And out of all the questions that people ask me, how do I get into mobile home parks is still the number one question that I get, which is why I put together this mobile home park masterclass. This is a paid class that I'm offering for a limited time only. For all the details, head over to justindonald.com forward slash MHP and watch the video, which outlines all the details about the class and exactly what you get when you sign up. You'll also hear the incredible success stories from students who have gone through my content and are now making hundreds of thousands of dollars in passive income. If you want to take the same first step that I did that helped me take both my wife and I from working full-time jobs to becoming lifestyle investors, join me in my mobile home park masterclass and let's get started on your journey to becoming a lifestyle investor. Visit justindonald.com forward slash MHP for all the details. Thank you for the kind words and for identifying that. Those are really important things to me. And and the way I spend my time and who I spend it with just matters so much. And there's this danger that I have even found myself at many different periods of time slipping into, which is whatever your goals are, you work hard to achieve them, whether they be health, whether they be financial, you know, relationships, whatever it is. And the goalposts move though, and especially with the finances. So if you're not careful, you fall into a trap of what society values more than maybe what you should or could value. And uh, you know, I remember at one point in life, the goal was like, hey, what? how can I earn six figures? That would be incredible. I'd, I'd love to be able to do that. If I could ever do that, that would be the most epic thing ever. Like that's life on my terms. But then when you get there, you've got to find the next thing. And if you're not careful and if you're not deliberate with what it is that you want to get out of life, you can fall into this trap of chasing or wanting more or wanting to build uh, bigger and better. And I just want to default into building lifestyle, building relationships more so than building wealth. And I think if you do, if you if you make good decisions and surround yourself with the right people, I think that that wealth part can grow alongside it as, as a natural byproduct. But I see too many people that are infinitely wealthy, working crazy hours to make whatever else more they need to make. And that to me is very empty. And I just don't want to fall into that trap. Well, you are the, you are the, the poster person for the guy who hasn't fallen into that trap, knowing you as I do. And, you know, you're, 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 you're absolutely right. You know, the, the, at the end of the day, it's easy to default to the society standards that are in no way, shape, or form our own. You know, candidly, all of us are kings and queens. We leave better than 99.999% of the, uh, the population in the history of mankind. So congratulations, we've all arrived. And so, you know, one of the things that I learned a long time ago is I use gratitude as a buffer against either feeling overly inflated in terms of my opinion of myself or deflated. And I have this simple practice where every morning and every night I do a gratitude prayer. And I think of three things I'm grateful for. Usually involves my family, usually involves my friends, usually maybe it's a work accomplishment. But I find that gratitude is a fantastic gift uh, when things are going well. And it's a great resiliency tool when you're dealing with adversity. And it's also humbling because I think all of us are lucky, blessed to be in the world that we're in, just to be able to listen to this podcast and be involved in the Justin Donald uh, community. You know, there's there's so much that we have to be thankful for. And oftentimes when we lose sight of that, and maybe we jump on the hedonic treadmill, uh, I think we get focused up on what is unimportant. And often at times, especially as I saw a trend into the Tiger 21 group, it comes at a cost. And, you know, if, if you're on marriage number five, it's not her brother. It's not her. <laughs> That's right? Right. If, if you're estranged from your kids, it's you. If you're 150 pounds overweight, it, 
you. If, you know, Ebenezer, you've never donated a dollar to charity, you know, you can live a very myopic life if you just focus on the dollars and cents. And I think that has a place that's fuel for a lot of the other things that we do. But if we don't focus on the other things, it truly comes, especially as we get older, at the cost of quality of life. Yeah, you made a comment that uh, really resonated where you just don't want to live in these extremes. And it, it brought back this quote or this ideology that the great John Wooden, one of the greatest basketball coaches, I think most people would still say he's the greatest uh, college basketball coach ever, most winningest coach uh, in terms of titles with UCLA, just a juggernaut. And one of the big things I always remember him saying is no excessive dejection and no excessive jubilation. And that has always stuck with me that you don't want to be on either of those extremes. You, you, you don't want to live there. Uh, you want to kind of live in the middle. Yep. Totally agree. And life is never as good or as bad as you think it is in the moment. So, you know, we have the storms of happiness and adulation. We have the storms of uh, defeat and despair. None of that in the grand scheme of life is as extreme as it sometimes feels. And, you know, if, if there is an issue or a challenge or a problem that you can solve with a credit card or, or a bank account, it's an inconvenience. You know, what is important are your health. It's your family. It's the happiness of your children. I mean, those are the things that ultimately, and your spouse, those are the things that ultimately matter. Everything else we can kind of manage, especially as the type A heat seeking missile entrepreneurial men that we are and the audience that you have, both men and women, we can manage the day to day grind stuff. It's the family, it's the friendship, it's the health, it's the willingness to be greater and to seek things out that are greater than ourselves. Those are the things that I think truly make life meaningful and fulfilling. Mm, that is powerful, Chris. Thanks for sharing that. That's that's awesome. You know, it, it's interesting because you just talked about having all this gratitude for what you do have. If you're lost in what you don't have, that, this is the whole idea of uh, you know that new book, the the gap and the gain, right? And it's kind of um, I've got another friend that describes it as the integrity gap. And it's this, you know, are, are you living in this world of what you don't have based on what everyone else has or based on what you want? Or are you living where you do have it and you're grateful for what you have? And I think most people are always searching, seeking things aren't good enough. And if we lived in this world where what you have is enough, you know, you're, you're living a, a better life than 99% of the world, probably 99.9% of the world more accurately for anyone in, in, you know, a first world country listening or watching this. But that also makes me think and makes me wonder about times ahead. You know, it's, it is, I, I mean, you stay grateful and I think great things are going to happen to you, but it becomes a lot more challenging to stay grateful when we have economic turbulence, which we're starting to see some signs of that. And by the time this episode comes out, I mean, we don't know where we'll be, but we're already seeing a little turbulence. I think most of the experts feel like there's going to be uh, a downturn that is much more excessive than it is right now. And so I'm curious on your thoughts, because you know a lot of successful people, you know a lot of uh, high net worth individuals, you know a lot of successful entrepreneurs and business owners and executives. I'm curious, what do you think are the best things to do in you know, a, a recession and rough economic times? So, you know, it's interesting because it feels like we're getting the ultimate uh, two shot of uh, two years of COVID and all the craziness that expired through that. And then now we're in uh, definitely a recession, probably well on our way to a depression. And it's not just the economic times uh, that we face. We're also in a weird geopolitical uh, space. You got uh, Russia uh, doing its dance on Ukraine. You got China saber rattling towards Taiwan. I mean, you know, we definitely, the word unprecedented seems a little bit overused right now, but there's there's definitely a lot of uncertainty. We'll leave it at that. So the first thought that comes to mind is in times of adversity or challenge, you can always invest in yourself. 
COVID had me watching Netflix and uh, ordering Uber Eats for about two weeks before I got sick of that. Uh, and uh, as you know me, my ADHD kicked in early, so I had to read. I probably read 60, 70 books over the course of uh, COVID because that was good to do. Um, the Gap in the Gain was actually recommended to me by my uh, younger brother, Scott. And so that's that's going to hit my uh, end table at some point in the not-too-distant future. But you can always invest in yourself. So no matter what happens, there's an infinite return on you reading, learning, growing, bettering yourself in whatever aspect of life that you want to do that. Having that uh, aside, the other thought that occurs to me, uh, and and you live this too, my friend, is you got to surround yourself with quality people. And I'm not just talking uh, friends and high school and college uh, buddies, or, or maybe it's couples that you and your wife or you and your husband uh, engage with. You got to find every one of us does better, I believe, when they find their tribe. And you want to find people that not only support you uh, and encourage you, but also uh, you could be authentic with, uh, they can offer you constructive criticism. You know, all of us at some point in time need a gentle kick to the behind. And, and you know, we, we all need to be held accountable to our stuff. And, and by the way, we're all carrying a bag of, of issues and challenges, blind spots, whatever the case may be. And, you know, one of the things that I really appreciate about GoBundance, the mastermind group that I now run, is that as we have come into these challenging times, we've kind of doubled down on the relationships, the camaraderie, and the learning with each other. We launched a series uh, about a month ago called Navigating Through Choppy Waters. And what we've been doing is we've been seeking out uh, experts across multiple domains. So we had David Osborne, who you, of course, know, speak on everything that he's doing to not only protect uh, his wealth and his positions in real estate, but where do you hold dry powder for investments that will show up six months, a year, 18 months from now? How do you protect yourself and your family, not only against the tsunami of whatever it is that's coming at us. But, you know, there's a great quote uh, that I have no idea where it came from, but it said in a uh, bull market, you can make money in a bear market, you can get rich. And so by having our community come together, and especially for some of the younger men and women of GoBundance that may not have been through this before, there's a lot of wisdom and experience and battle scars, maybe from some of the older uh, gentlemen and uh, ladies that is applicable, that may help them avoid some of those landmines. And so my suggestion um, and recommendation to your audience is, doesn't need to be GoBundance, but you should, all of us should have a community. Maybe it's a mastermind group, maybe it's a, a group of coworkers, but it's some community that you can rally behind and really take away the collective learnings and knowledge and be able to make better decisions as a result of it for you, for your family, for your investments, and for your future. Yeah, I talk about this all the time, and, and you hit the nail on the head because th that's it. It is surrounding yourself with people that are smarter than you, uh, people that uh, have a different perspective than you, people that have a track record of success, people that are playing the game of life and business and investing or whatever it is that you want to get better at, at a higher level than you. That's where you want to be. And um, again, you, you said it. I just want to reiterate it. It doesn't have to be GoBundance or the Lifestyle Investor Mastermind community. It can be any community where you're upping the level of your game. I mean, to a certain degree, price point on these is going to you know help people select in or auto select out. Uh, and, and so you can kind of gravitate to groups that make the most sense where you can get a return in many different ways on the value that you're getting, whether it be through the relationships, the community, the education. I mean, even I, I like to call it like avoiding the stupid tax, you know, where, where you make a poor decision. But had you run that by other smarter people or people that have been there, wiser people uh, that have been there, you know, you, you can make less mistakes. And then I, you know, just 
also think like tax strategy and finding, you know, I call them invisible deals that, that are just not open to the general public. You just want to be around people that push you, that help you grow, that help you think differently, that get you out of your comfort zone. So whatever shape or form an organization, a group, you know, looks like uh, to get you there, that's the group, you know, the, the original mastermind was the, was it the Junto group or the Junta group, uh, which was like a group with like Benjamin Franklin and like many of the, the household names that we know today, they would get together and, you know, they were the original mastermind and they made each other smarter. They supported each other in their endeavors. I just think that is smart business to have a peer group that you're connecting with on an intimate level and then having experts advisors, coaches, mentors that can guide you through that most importantly, have done the thing that you want to do. Not people that say that they're a coach, people that have actually done and performed and have a track record of doing exactly what it is that you want to do. Since in today's day and age, everyone's a coach and everyone's a mentor, but I I think you got to find the people that have the track record. And you also want to find the folks that keep you honest to the path that you're on. Because it's easy to get distracted. I mean, you and I both know there's a ton of change coming down the pipe and no different than COVID. You know, COVID, uh, I think if we look back at it 20 years from now, there'll be some silver linings in terms of how we all developed and grew as people. It was the great reset. You know, a lot of my friends have spent more time with their families in terms of dinners at night or weekends with the kids than they ever had previously. And so there was some, there's definitely some silver lining that came out of that. But in addition to everything you said, We also want to keep each other honest in terms of what is most important in life. And with the stress that naturally comes with all this change, it's it's easy to lose sight of that. You get caught up in the deals, but you're not present at home with your family. Not acceptable. You get caught up in investment opportunities. You're having too much Uber Eats and pizza at night. You put on 35 pounds. Not acceptable. You know, at the end of our days, as we get older, it's amazing how much more important health and longevity becomes. I'm, I'm down in Costa Rica right now going through a stem cell uh, program because I want to start making investments in my uh, future years, in my 80s and 90s now. And so, you know, it's, it's great to be uh, successful. It's great to be wealthy. It's great to be significant. But I also want to spend as much time with my friends, with my family, as I possibly can. And I want to do it as healthy as I possibly can. And so we need to make sure that we're investing in our long-term future just as much as we're investing in the next deal that comes our way. Totally. I couldn't agree with you more. And that was so eloquently said. Uh, thank you, Chris, just for spending time with us here today. This is, this is so much fun. And I love your perspective. And I love the way you live life. It's so refreshing to hear. Where can our audience learn more about you and about GoBundance? So I thought you were kind enough to ask me uh, that question before uh, we started the recording. And I thought about what could be helpful to you uh, and your audience. So as I mentioned, uh, we started the series called uh, Navigating Through Choppy Waters. Uh, It's a four-part series. Our last broadcast for this first series uh, will be... uh, a week from uh, today. And then we have a conference coming up in Detroit, the 21st to the 24th of July. And then we're probably going to relaunch the series in uh, August. Uh, what I would like to offer up uh, as a free offer, no obligation, no expectation, is if any of your audience members would be interested in auditing one of those calls. It's a Zoom call. It's set up as a webinar. I run about 90 minutes. And the only agenda is we want to educate our audience on what they can do to better, best prepare for whatever's coming our way. Um, if anyone wants to go on to the GoBundance website, it's www.gobundance.com. There's a place for a uh, member application, not looking for anybody to join, but if they fill that out and in the comment section, put lifestyle investor uh, interested in looking at one of the um, Zoom calls, We'll be able to filter that through our program, get them a link and, and get them to show up as a guest. That's something that I can easily offer up to your audience. And hopefully they have uh, uh, they get some value out of it and uh, and can join us. 
And if, if that's of value to them, fantastic. So happy to do that. The website, as you know, is www.goabundance.com. They're welcome to get a hold of me. My email is chris.ryan at goabundance.com. I'm pretty accessible. Uh, and regardless of whether or not your audience is interested in joining Abundance, you know, we truly come from a place of abundance. And I believe that if you help enough people in this world, it typically comes back tenfold to you. So if there's anything that I can do for you or your audience, I'm pretty open, and pretty available to do it. Mm, I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining. Uh, this has been an awesome episode. I love kind of wrapping up with uh, a single question that I ask our audience. Uh, before I do that, though, I was actually going to share one other thing, uh, which I've never done before, um, but I've had so many people reaching out and so much feedback. So I figured I would take an opportunity just to say, hey, for uh, anyone that wants to apply to the world's most exclusive mastermind for savvy investors looking to gain control of their time. Uh, build their net worth by looking at what I call invisible deals that are not available to the public with preferred terms already negotiated that uh, amplify, you know, kind of return on capital, but also de-risk the deal. Uh, you can visit lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash mastermind. And I'll end with the one question I like to ask you every single week, which is this, what's one step, one form of action you can take today to move towards financial freedom and living a life on your terms, a life that you truly desire, not by default, but rather by design. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. You can also leave an honest rating and review over on iTunes. Not only do I read every single one, but it also helps me understand what content matters the most to our audience. And if you can think of one or two people who could benefit from this episode, would you share it with them right now? Who knows? Maybe they'll buy you something nice when they make their first million. If you would like access to today's show notes, including links to all the resources mentioned, visit www.justindonald.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next week for another episode of The Lifestyle Investor.